Mind Your Farm Business on realagriculture.com is brought to you by RBC Royal Bank. Welcome to the Mind Your Farm Business podcast brought to you by RBC Royal Bank. I'm Sean Haney, founder of realagriculture.com and host of Real Ag Radio on Rural Radio 147 Sirius XM. You can find more episodes of the Mind Your Farm Business podcast by going to mindyourfarmbusiness.com. Today's topic on the Mind Your Farm Business podcast is all about consulting. Well, this can cover a wide range of topics in agriculture, but we're going to try to hone it in for you. You know, as entrepreneurs, farmers, and ranchers, we're, we're faced with many opportunities to use a consultant. In agriculture, many consultants have open businesses to assist primary producers. Consultants are available in marketing, agronomy, succession, business strategy, and many more things as well. Supply of consultants is not really the issue here. How do I know when to use a consultant in my business is a step that is something that is often skipped. People leap into relationships without following some proper steps. If you're going to get a consultant to assist your business, make sure you are setting yourself and the consultant up to succeed and not some situation where both sides are doomed to fail before the engagement even begins. Today's guest on the Mind Your Farm Business podcast is Dwight Mahalitz of Effective Managers. Dwight has a strong career in consulting and has some practical advice on the why, how, and when you would engage a consultant in your operations or your strategy. Hey, Dwight, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty darn good, thanks. It's great to chat with you. So, Dwight, tell us a little bit about your business. Uh, My business is Effective Managers. It's a consulting practice based in Canada, but I operate around the world. And my main focus is working with heads of organizations to help them improve performance um, and whatever form that might take. Today, we're going to talk about consulting. And a lot of farmers and ranchers... There's a lot of consultants of different stripes being thrown their way all the, all the time. You know, hey, I could help you do this, or I could provide more ROI on that. And and I think there's a, a, some real decision making that has to happen when it comes uh, to any entrepreneur uh, when they look at when to to be using a consultant. Let, let's start off with the why. Why should someone use a consultant? Uh, so I agree with you. The uh, the name consultant is used in a lot of different ways now, and we'll get to that a bit later. Um, but the why is really about how do you ensure that you are getting the best out of your business? So, I mean, if you're in business, whether it's a farm or a ranch or it's a, you're an entrepreneur or even if you're a, a large um, Fortune 500 company, you're there because you're successful. So you've been able to maintain a level of success that uh, continues operations. Um, but that shouldn't be good enough. You should always be looking at how do I ensure that I can be as successful as possible? So how do I leverage my success to the next level? And, and that means thinking about other ways of doing things. Uh, in my experience as a consultant over the last couple of decades and more, even more so in the last two years, what we're seeing is that business as usual is not an option. So uh, if you want to continue your current rate of success, you have to do, uh, do things differently and better. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, you hit on something there in terms of uh, big companies. And I think a lot of people, a lot of entrepreneurs think about consultant and they think of like, you know, the, the, the New York City McKinsey and company or, you know, the, those kinds of consultants. But there's, there's a little, there's a lot of smaller shops that 
obviously serve a market for the the smaller companies as well. So basically, consultants can play a role for a a company needing help of, of any size. That's that's exactly right. And and the issue is that because life is getting more complex, because the pace of change is increasing, uh, and if the status quo isn't good enough, then then how do you find what is that next thing that you should be focusing on? Or how do you figure out what is the thing that I should be doing better? So uh, having a consultant to support you in uh, in identifying what those things are can be very helpful because the consultant has done it many, many times before with people that are similar to you. But more importantly, they've done it many times before in other sectors. So this cross-sectoral transfer of best practices can be very, very helpful no matter what industry you're in or or what size you are. Well, and you mentioned it, that there's a lot of consultants out there and the number of them actually has really grown. Um has that has that helped the sector? Yes and no. Uh, it depends on what you're looking for. And this this takes us a bit to the how, but let's go there. Uh, so how do you find someone that is uh, purporting to be a consultant that can do the best job possible for you? And this this is where as um, as an entrepreneur, as, a, as an owner, you really need to be thinking about what kind of expertise do I need to get? And the, the, the number one advice I would give to your listeners is really differentiate between consultant, someone who is in the profession of consultant, versus that part-time person who's done one thing for for a long time and is now hiring themselves out on an hourly basis. Uh, So there's a huge difference between those two approaches. Oh, okay. So let's talk about that and break that down a little bit. What's the difference? (laughs) So... um, what, what you're seeing now is a proliferation on the internet of, uh, of consulting organizations. So uh, rent, uh, rent expertise by the hour. Um, there, two years ago, there was about three of them. Now there's about 300 of them. So it's uh, you go online and you say, I need help figuring out how to, what might it be, you know, uh, uh, how, how to improve my um, annual management planning or how do I Im- improve my production? So you go online and you plug those into the search engine and people start popping up. So you can hire them, you can bring them in, and they will undoubtedly have expertise in that area. That's what they're selling. The management consultant, though, is someone who is coming at it from a much broader perspective. So they will have that expertise, uh, but they're also bringing a diagnostic capability and that cross-sectoral experience to help you understand uh, what what is the root cause of the issue that you're trying to address. So you hire someone who's uh, who's that gun for hire for a few hours, they will solve the problem that you've presented to them. But is that really your root cause problem? Or is there something that's more fundamental that you should be getting at? Well, like in many of our discussions, we're, 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 we're bouncing around a little bit here. I, I want to go back a little bit to the to the why. And, you know, I, I've heard, somebody's approached me, maybe it's a cold call, maybe it's somebody I know, maybe it's a word of mouth, someone has suggested somebody to help me out. I, I, how do I make sure I've answered the the why properly so I don't feel I've wasted money and time and I'm not any further ahead? That that why question seems to be really really important. Yeah, um, the 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 why tends to to come around 
having a sense and and as the the head of your business whatever that business is you have a sense when when you're leaving money on the table when when there are issues that are cropping up over and over again and you can't get the uh, solution to them um you're you're feeling that um that you need someone you can bounce some ideas off and you don't have that person available to you uh, these are the times that you reach out to someone else that can come in that has experience and uh, and that you can trust to be objective and and give you insights that you might otherwise not be able to get okay so we we've we've talked a little bit about the why and the how and we're gonna i think there's more questions on both those Mm -hmm. but what's the when portion of this equation uh the the when is is a little bit more difficult to to give you a, a roadmap for but there there's a few kinds of things that tend to come up which are a good indicator that uh, you could use that trusted advisor or someone from the outside to support you one one of the most presenting ones that i i find is that the same problem keeps cropping up so so you've tried to solve the problem you've tried to do this uh and uh it feels better but then six months later nine months later that problem pops up again so whatever it is you know you're you, you have a strategic plan but you can't implement those things you wanted to do you've you've uh, you know you've been looking at the way in which you you finance different operations and it just doesn't seem to be gelling whatever it is it keeps bothering you and it keeps not going away that's one of the key times to to say let's get someone in here that that has maybe solved this problem before has seen a lot of different situations and can give me uh, objected objective trusted advice that i can rely on yeah, very in- interesting. It, 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 and it seems like one of those things, if, if you have the right consultant and, and you've got the right problem to be tackled, and, and those two are like a puzzle, they, they fit together, mm-hmm. it, 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 you, you might look back and be like, oh, I should have done this a while ago, right? Yeah. Like that, that, yeah. that's the, if, if that's your reaction, you, you know you've made a real difference. Yeah, that's, that's absolutely right. Okay. Uh, one of the other areas is um, is it, when when there's a major change in your operation. So something's happened. You've uh, acquired some more property. Uh, you're going to expand your line. You're going to um, uh, try different um, different uh, rotations in your crops, whatever it might be. Uh, but it's a major change. Something that you haven't done before. Uh, this is a time not to rely on your past practice because you're now moving into something that you haven't practiced before. So this is another good opportunity to think about maybe I should bring someone in and investing um, you know, a, a, in a few hours of, of an expert or a few days or a few weeks, depending on how complex the problem is, uh, to give you some insights that you might not otherwise be able to get. I remember seeing a, a, a TV series with Don Cheadle, and he was a global consultant, and he yeah. traveled the world, and he had like, and, and the joke kind of was that he had a slide deck no matter who the client was that he was working with and he just changed the names. And it's a really, really funny show. Yeah. That's the kind of consultant you're trying to avoid. <laughs> That's exactly the one you're trying to avoid. And, and, and the issue is that uh, as the client and, and, you know, clients, uh, I've, I've been a volunteer with the profession of consulting and immediate past chair of our global organization. So I've really looked a lot at what's happening in consulting and clients are getting a lot smarter. Um, and sometimes that uh, that wisdom comes at, at a bit of a price because sometimes you think the answers you have are the right answers when they're not exactly right. You know, go on the internet, uh, do the Google search and, and find a solution and it, and it may not be the right one. But they're also getting smarter in terms of how do how do I 
engage someone that's going to help me solve the problem that I need to, to get solved. So, so they're not willing to accept that person coming in with the slide deck. They really do want, and, and, I, and I applaud this, they want someone that's going to come in, sit down, understand what is the issue, um, understand maybe even what's beneath the issue that you're able to enunciate, and then help you come up with a plan for resolving it. Now, what are, are there common cost structures out there? And obviously, the the rate is is different depending mm-hmm. on the industry, the problem, the, the 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 level of expertise, all those kinds of things. And but I'm more interested in the cost structure. Is this just hourly usually, uh, project based? Is there any contingency structures out there where like, you know, how much do you add to my bottom line presents bigger opportunity for the consultant on the other side because they've achieved results? What are some of the typical cost structures for us to be thinking about? Yeah, well, there are three typical ones that are, are used the most often. The contingency one is it does have some increasing popularity, but it's really difficult to manage. So, so how do you know at the end of the project how much value the consultant has created for you? So if you're thinking of going on contingency, make sure that you have very in-depth discussions about where you are now, where you're going to be, and exactly what the measures are that are going to indicate um, whether you're... Um, uh, what the ROI was so for that revenue share to be shared. Uh, otherwise, if you have different uh, perspectives, it can get very messy at the end. Uh, the more typical and common ways are either the hourly rate or or a fixed fee for the project. Uh, in my own project, in my own uh, practice, if uh, I'm doing an assessment coming in to really um, um, paint a picture of the organization, give the owner a sense of what's working well, what's not working well, that I've done many times so that I can cost out and say it'll cost you so much for this size of operation and that level of complexity. We sign sign the deal and, and then I get on with the work. Um, but if it's um, implementation or if there's some more complex problem, usually it's an hourly rate that should be agreed upon upfront with a budget of what the sort of the capping would be on the project. So it shouldn't be an open-ended, uh, but uh, you know this is what it costs for my time and I expect it'll be these many hours. Uh, that means this cost for you, and uh, I'll keep you uh, up to date as we go along just to make sure there's no surprises at the end. I think a lot of times we've, in this conversation, we've even done this, where we have focused our attention on what the consultant is doing or not doing and their performance. But I think some of the responsibility also falls on the entrepreneur, the farmer, the rancher that has hired the consultant to make sure that they're clear on what they're actually trying to achieve and they've also provided all the information and they're also willing to to take some of the advice or the implementation plan the consultant has provided in implementing it. Because if it's mm-hmm. just, if you're just, you know, well, we had a bunch of consultants in here, we didn't change anything. Um, it, it seems like kind of a wasted process. So some, there, there's some responsibility on the, on the business owner here as well. There, there is, and and it is. There's an accountability from each perspective, uh, from the client perspective. What do I want to get out of this, and how do I get it? Uh, from the consultant uh, perspective, understanding what the client needs and how they're going to deliver that. Um, there's there's a new um, uh, international standard. Well, 2018, so not that new now, I guess. Called ISO 20700, uh, which we in the consulting profession have really adopted because it's it's the first uh, global standard uh, by ISO for uh, the delivery of a service. Uh, so it's not like ISO 9000 where you have to have the processes and can audit that process, but it really lays out what is uh, what is a consulting project, uh, what how, how do you set up the contract, 
what are the deliverables and how do we know when we're done what's the conclusion and uh, it's a process which we now have uh, and we're operating here in Canada and in many other countries around the world where the uh, where it creates those discussions between the client and the consultant to make sure there's absolute clarity from from both sides so uh, so looking for someone who is ISO 20,700 trained uh, can be very helpful that way Okay, let, let's go through a scenario here and do a little bit of uh, uh, maybe a little bit of a role play, a game. I, I'm, a, I'm a business owner and I, I'm looking to grow. I, I have a, a couple kids that are coming back to the business I know and I'm looking to expand and I'm not exactly clear on how, uh, how I should do that. But I, I know I got to get from A to Z, but there's a bunch of letters in between. that we, I, I need a consultant to help me fill some of those gaps and, and provide some options and, and a bit of a game plan. What what should I do? How, how do I go about the process of finding the right person and making sure this is a success? Okay, so so the uh, so there's many many different elements to that kind of an approach. But the starting point and, and the starting point I have in in most businesses is ensure that you have a plan in place that makes sense to you, and what you just described really is a strategic plan. So where do I want to be? Uh, that's different in three years uh, from where I am today. And you described an acquisition, bringing in family members and so on. So there's a lot of different moving pieces. So there are processes in place where a consultant can come in to help you develop that strategic plan. The big flag I raise on that one is that strategic planning has become way too complex for most organizations. What works at Google and Amazon is not necessary for, for the vast, vast majority of, of uh, organizations uh, in uh, anywhere in the world. So uh, getting to the really fundamental point, it, it is what, what, what is our vision for the future? What, you know, paint a picture of what we want to be. Uh, what really understand clearly what's uh, what's the um, the the uh, business that we're in now what are the changes and then what do I need to do to get there and uh, where the expert can really help you with that is is helping along the um, the, um, the pros and cons the SWOT analysis the strengths weaknesses opportunities and threats what are the, all the different things that I need to think about and then what is my plan for overcoming those and putting in place uh, um, um, an implementation for moving forward so most organizations are, are pretty good on that side of of, of getting a strategy in place. There's a lot of advice on, on strategy, uh, but then it's it's the end part, which are what are the objectives? What are the goals that I have to achieve? And what are the resources that I need to do that? And that's where the professional can really come in and help a lot. We'll get back to the rest of the Mind Your Farm Business podcast, but first a word from our sponsor, RBC Royal Bank. This episode of Mind Your Farm Business podcast is brought to you by RBC. Maybe you've had an idea about upgrading your operation or finally getting that renovation done, or buying some new equipment. Or you want to be a little less reliant on the weather from season to season. Get some help making it happen by speaking with an RBC Agriculture Account Manager. Then, set up an investment plan to make even more of your ideas happen. Visit rbc.com slash chart your course and get started today. Okay, so you do a lot of consulting, Dwight. I need you to share some secrets here. Okay. <laughs> the secret sauce. <laughs> what are the red flags for me to be aware of when I'm going through that exploration process on whether or not I'm going to hire a consultant? Are, are there some red flags or things to just be aware of in, in terms of uh, that process? 
Wow, that's a good question, Sean. I haven't uh, haven't uh, thought about it in in exactly that way before, but I think it is. It's a very good way for the client to be thinking about it. Um, so I think one of the red flags is uh, someone that comes in and promises you the moon at a very low rate. <laughs> so it's kind of the if it's too good to be true, it probably is syndrome. So so um, so you know, be sure that you have someone that's qualified and that has uh, has demonstrated success before. So so usually consulting is going to cost more than you expected it would because that's not the kind of uh, expense that you typically have. But on the other hand, uh, the return on investment will be greater than you expected it to be as well. So so having that understanding is important. The second is, uh, red, and this is a big red flag, if the person's not willing to sit down with you. So the first meeting should be should be a free meeting. This This is an exploration meeting. And it's really to find out whether that person has the skills you need and whether you have a problem that they're able to solve. So that exploration meeting is always, always complimentary. And, and you work together to really understand um, uh, whether or not uh, it makes sense to, uh, to work together. If the person wants, uh, wants the, uh, a down payment up front before even that first meeting, I would, uh, I would raise my eyebrows a little bit about whether I would do work with that person. And then and then the last one is, and, and life is like this, it's relationship-based. You, you have to like and respect the person you're working with and, and it should feel mutual uh, because the two of you are gonna be sharing uh, information uh, that not many others see in terms of the inside of your organization and the, and the um, proprietary practices of the consultant. So you need to have that mutual respect for success. I, I wonder if one I would add to that list, and you tell me if I'm wrong, but you know, you have that exploratory meeting and the consultant's not asking a lot of questions. There's a lot of statements, you know, a lack of genuine interest in what my challenge and problem actually is. Because if I'm not getting those questions, I feel like I'm getting into that Don Cheadle scenario we talked about, which is like, (laughs) I'm just going to regurgitate what I told my client, you know, a month ago and he was in another business and I'm just going to transition it here. And yeah, 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 yeah. There's a little bit of differences, but not really. Um, I think that that curiosity and questions would be an important one for me. Yeah. And um, I I kind of put that underneath the relationship part, but I agree with you 1000% because uh, the goal of the uh, consultant is to understand enough about you and your business uh, to be able to uh, customize a package in terms of how can I best help you with the problem that's presenting you, not, not, uh, saying here's the deck of the seven problems I've solved in the last six months because <laughs> who knows whether they're the same or not. So there has to be that genuine curiosity. I think I like those words in terms of how can I help you and how can we work together? Okay, does success just come down to return on investment? Is that really what success is about for both sides in the sense that the client sees improvement, there's a ROI for them, and the consultant sees success in the fact the client has got the ROI that they wanted? Yes, that's that's absolutely right. The the tough part of that one is measuring that ROI is not always so easy. So, for example, if I go into an organization and they um, um, it could be a, a relatively small organization, they've been growing and expanding. Maybe they acquired someone, and if I help them put in place an accountability and authority framework, uh, help them understand how to get the right people in the right roles, so you get the right focus. Or help them understand how to delegate properly and how to ensure that you're not building up. Uh, you know, cross-functional issues and role conflict inside the organization. All those things are, are requisite to being able to be successful in the organization and maximize your success. But there's no direct measurement between
between each or and any of these or all of those in terms of the return. It will go up, but how do you know, uh, you know, what came from that and what came from some of the other insights that the client had uh, as you, as you were going through? So the measurement isn't there, but uh, but sort of the common sense, intuitive, yeah, that was really helpful in terms of be, my being able to be more successful in this business is the bottom line. Yeah, and and. These relationships typically have start and end dates. Doesn't mean that there isn't some sort of reoccurring business that you can do together with the consultant. I, I think of an agronomic consultant. You know, they're coming in every single crop season. Um, but from a strategic standpoint, you know, it may be a three month sprint, and mm-hmm. then you know the project's done. The, and so it, that's why it's really key to have those kind of defined sort of lanes of what we're what we are exactly doing here and trying to accomplish. Yep, that's exactly right, and and that's part of the ISO twenty thousand seven hundred is uh, you know what is what is the contracting phase, what is it that we want to accomplish within what time frame, and how do we know when we're done? What's the what's the closure uh, aspect of the project? Because uh, you know it's another kind of a flag is if there's no end date and and the consultant kind of wants to go on an, an indefinite retainer, uh, that's probably not the best situation for you either. Dwight, great insight. Really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Mind Your Farm Business Podcast. It's been my absolute pleasure. Thanks for inviting me, Sean. I know in my own business, I have hired consultants for a number of reasons. In some cases, the engagement has resulted in, quite frankly, disappointment. Some have been okay, and a few have been extremely worthwhile and very high in return, if you think about it from ROI perspective. To be honest, when the project has failed, it's because I did not properly think about the why, how, and when. I hope this episode raises the probability that when you hire a consultant in the future, the engagement will be considered a success by both sides. I hope you enjoyed today's discussion. If you have any feedback, comments, questions, I'd be happy to to discuss that with you. Send me an email, shaney at realagriculture.com or call the Real Ag Listener line at 855-776-6147. For more episodes of the Mind Your Farm Business podcast, you can find them at mindyourfarmbusiness.com. Thanks to RBC Royal Bank. And until next time, keep on minding your farm business.